With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. Over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late. www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, my patriot supply. Santa Cruz right here on your classic metal show with under the gun. And apparently uh, Santa Cruz is under the gun. Oh boy. Are they <laughs> <laughs> now? I, I'm not going to lie here. Um, generally we like to throw fucking rocks at Eddie trunk for losing his shit over stupid shit. Okay. And I will admit Eddie does go completely overboard about this. Okay. But this is really embarrassing. All right. You haven't watched the video at all? I have not. All right. Can you see the video? Where? Right, I'm going to pull it up right now. Let me okay. pull it up here. I'm going to put us on the bottom here so that you get a full screen. You can see that? Yeah, yeah. Let me turn off the little yeah, at brand. First, at first, I thought that might have been Steel Panther or something. No, this is, uh, this is Santa yeah, Cruz. Santa Cruz, which is why I played the song Under the Gun. Because these are, these guys are under the gun. All right. Well, not only are they caught lip syncing, but they just don't give a fuck, as you're about to see right now. So, All right. Do you, do you want me to read the lead in? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll play it first, and then we'll read into it because then it, then we'll talk about Eddie's response to this. So uh, these guys were actually putting on a performance. They yeah. Weren't, like, doing like a music video, a live performance video or anything. They were Correct. doing a real live show. Yeah. This okay. was, a, well, allegedly, this well, was a gig. This was a gig at the whiskey. <laughs> okay. All right. Because, you know, again, I, oh, I, I just, that. hold please. I don't know what happened tonight, but for whatever reason, the video is not starting there. All right, folks, the video is now on. Sorry. All right. Here we go. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I wanted to just get the context of this. So, so mm -hmm. this wasn't like something they were filming, you know, a live video shoot for, like for a music video or anything else. This was actually like a live performance. Right. Correct. So people don't have a misunderstanding that they weren't, uh, they were doing this for, you know, video purposes, not, not a live performance purpose. That is correct. This is oh, no, okay. this, this is for a, for a live performance purpose. Okay. All right. Cause as you know, as, as some people know, if, if you know anything about filming music videos or, or what is a live video, sometimes they do lip sync and sometimes they do just act out the parts and then they actually play the real track mm -hmm. uh, to them pretending to sing to it. Nope. This was a gig. Okay. All right. Just, just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the gig that they were playing. 
And so let's check it out. A little bit of uh, Santa Cruz playing, playing, quote unquote, live at the whiskey. Here we okay. go. All right. There you go. They, they couldn't hear that themselves? Of course they did. They didn't give a shit. That's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I, again, the, the way that they came off, you know, quote unquote, performing to the song. Yeah. It, it's as if they were just like rehearsing of like a trying to do a live music video or something. Yeah, it's, you, you know, and it's just like, well, we'll we'll fix it in post or something. You know, yeah, it's it's bizarre. It is bad. You want to see that again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're just like wandering around the stage while the the backing track is playing, and they're just sort yeah. of like um, noodling around on the guitars, and they're just sort of trying to find their place or something. And it it doesn't matter that the backing track is actually playing. They it's just like. And, and and if you look at the reaction of the audience, yeah, they don't seem to care either. They don't give a shit. But, all right. All right. Let's check it out one more time. This is uh, Santa Cruz at the whiskey live. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I guess I got to do this now live. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure we understood what the context of this was that it wasn't some kind of like a fan, uh, you know, a, a fan invited video shoot just to do nope. like live at the whiskey type thing nope this is a gig all right all right let's play it again here we go this lady right down here putting her phone up like oh yeah cool <laughs> yeah it's just it's just so weird because because the way that they're so relaxed about walking around the stage and just like coming up to the mic at a certain time it's like they expected this yeah you know, you know it's like well we we planned on doing this because we're doing a shoot yeah i but they're not I know that's, but that's the way it looks to me. Yeah. 
it's like, well, we're doing a shoot here, so it doesn't matter if the track is playing or not. We're just kind of like feeling it out right now. And because if you look, if you look at this bassist and this guitarist, mm-hmm. they're just kind of like walk walking around the stage and sort of like getting the lay of the land. And and obviously the singer guitarist guy, he's just mm-hmm. sort of like trying to get in the groove or something. It's weird. right. Because because it, it looks like as if they just kind of expected it to be that way. Yeah, well, it, it's like a rehearsal, you know. It, it, it is. It, it's 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 just honestly, it's the state that these guys are in now that they just expect that everybody knows that they're playing to tracks and they don't care. Yeah, it's weird. Do you think this is a career ender for this band? No, I do. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know Santa Cruz from anybody. I know they've been around for about ten years, maybe. Uh, maybe longer. I don't know. I don't know enough about them, but uh, I say they're who's Santa they're, Cruz, dude. There's a lot of people like they're they're in that whole melodic rock. I, I know crowd. who they are. What I'm trying to say is from a from a reputation standpoint, who is oh, Santa of, Cruz? There's a lot of people love them, man. Really? Okay. Yeah, they're they're a little more popular than you think. I mean, they're not big by any means, but they're they're definitely in that whole treat heat you know that whole world mm-hmm. you know they're they're definitely one of those bands i think their career at least in the states is dead eh. complete because this got picked up everywhere well i'm sure it did because it's kind of bizarre yeah i mean i i look at that less of i'm trying to fool the audience to more this is kind of bizarre what were these guys doing mm-hmm. you know it, it's just strange it is strange but it's, I, I think it's just a lack of giving a fuck. Uh, well, the, I mean, if that was really the case, because obviously there was no urgency there among anyone up mm-hmm. on that stage to go, oh shit, you know, we're, we're being revealed here or holy shit, because it's clear that this vocalist guy yeah. just walked away from the mic halfway into a lyric into yeah. a line you know it was just like uh you know all right guys take two yeah know? we're out of sync let's get synced back up that's really what it looks like yeah they, they got out of sync with the vocal track <laughs> it's very weird yeah it is and and the vocal track obviously is going on and they're just kind of like finding their groove and then they just kind of walk up just in time to do the course right yeah it's it's not good but mm-hmm. but anyway our guy eddie trunk mr mr commenting on streaming or lip syncing of course is the big revealer of this yeah he's he posted it on social media and just went bonkers as as you can read in the article well first of all this this video was shot from the whiskey camps mm-hmm because you know i you know i've been to the whiskey many times the last time i was there was just this past december right and the whiskey has the video cams up there and and obviously they filmed this through the the house cam Mm -hmm. and how this got released again i don't know obviously the whiskey had to release it because it was on their own system they're probably pissed off that this was represented in their club (laughs) as a live show don't know Sirius XM radio personality 
Eddie Trunk has blasted the rock band Santa Cruz for allegedly use allegedly. It was very clear. <laughs> uh, he recorded tracks during a recent concert saying it's unreal how fans and promoters are seemingly okay with this practice. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to put it in context that they weren't just doing some kind of a, because a lot of uh, who was the, who was the band, um, during the COVID shutdown that, that it, it was a peer, we did it on the show here. I can't even remember the name of the band that it was apparent that they, uh, rented out the whiskey and did a live from the whiskey thing. Was it headbangers ball? I think it was. Okay. We, we played it here on the show where, where they did two or three things, but, okay. but, but the thing is, is during the COVID shutdown, even Steven Piercy, which you know, I was out there for that a year ago, January, they used the whiskey venue to film these live stream COVID live stream things. Mm-hmm. And that's what these guys did. They came in there, they set up their gear, they had videos set up, they had cameras set up and they did these, these COVID live streams from the whiskey. Right. Quite a few bands actually did that over the two years. The whiskey mm-hmm. was shut down the whole time. And so they made a few bucks by renting the space out to uh, bands who wanted to come in and go, Hey, we're playing live at the uh, legendary whiskey. Right. And then they do their show. And, you know, being there at the show, uh, that's how it looked to me. You know, Stephen Piercy didn't use backing tracks. Mm-hmm. But, but that's how the show went. They, they, they started video, uh, filming and then they go, okay, let's do this different or let's do the intro different. And, you know, let, okay, let's roll the tape. Yeah. Or no, I get, I get that, but that and, ain't what these and, guys are doing. Well, I, I'm making that point. The way that this looks, it makes it look as if they were doing that. I'm not saying they were doing that. I'm just saying it, that's how it appears now you know and that's that's a strange thing especially if the an actual show that they they charged tickets for and they were actually doing a concert yeah it, it's bizarre mm-hmm. yeah no you're right uh this past wednesday april 6th uh, santa cruz whose current lineup consists of longtime frontman archie cruz along with new recruits jerry jade on guitar Tommy Bradley on bass and Randy, uh, McDamian McDemian on drums played a show at the legendary whiskey, a go-go venue in West Hollywood. The following day, a fan filmed video of Santa Cruz performing the song under the gun was posted on the concerts concert rocks, YouTube channel showing Cruz at one point walking away from the microphone while singing and continued to be heard through the PA until Cruz, Jade, and Bradley returned to the microphones for what was the song's chorus section. On Friday, Eddie Trunk took the Facebook Uh-oh. to share the concerts, concert rock video of Under the Gun performance and included the following message. This is beyond words. Everyone, <laughs> I just guess, is okay with this. As I've said and have been saying, this has become the epidemic that needs to stop so bad. It's to the point that the band doesn't even attempt to fake their lip syncing. Stunning. Imagine (laughs) paying to see a band you, you love live and it's anything but 
what's the point? Imagine you're a band that puts the work in to be live and others don't play to a computer and the fans talk about how great they sound. It's pathetic. Well, it's the normal, it's the norm and pop. It's got to stop and rock bands, fans, promoters have to care about live rock shows, uh, that a live rock show is live or it will only get worse. Madness. Yeah. Madness. madness. <laughs> Burning down the house. Eddie's very upset, isn't he? <laughs> He's pissed that rock is dead. Man. Yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, Eddie later shared the image on Twitter mm -hmm. of a mocking t-shirt uh, promoting a fictitious 2022 tour uh, by him under the banner, Eddie and the tracks, Eddie and the tracks yeah, with it's... the slogan sounds like the album because it is, he wrote in an accompanying caption, very close to starting my own band and I can't sing or play, but if everyone is okay, spending hard earned money to see a band play live and instead of hearing a computer, then why not? Guess it doesn't matter. Plenty of bands I can open for sadly doing the same thing. Yeah. You notice who he doesn't point out though? Kiss. His boy, Chris Jericho. Yeah. And Jericho came out this week and said, it's fine to do it, to sing with tracks. Did you hear this? I was, well, he did. Speaking to the meltdown of Detroit's WRAF radio station, Jericho stated about rock bands using pre-recorded backing tracks. During the live performance, we use backing tracks for some songs and everybody else does, unless you're Guns N' Roses. Let me rephrase that. If you're in Slash's band, Guns N' Roses has backing tracks. They have a keyboard player. It's just the way of the world right now. It doesn't mean we're not singing and not playing. If you're listening to a record, you go to a Def Leppard gig and you hear Pour Some Sugar On Me that was recorded with 25 tracks of guitars. You can't just go to two guitars on stage in your right mind and thinking that there wasn't something building up in the background there. It's just kind of the way the bands are. It doesn't make you feel less of a band because you know what? Queen used tracks in 1970s. It does. And if you don't believe me, watch it when they play Bohemian Rhapsody. Isn't that interesting? All of this kind of comes together with all the shit we've been talking about tonight. Yeah. It's all one topic. <laughs> it is. It all came together. Here, you know what? Well, well let, let's start with you. Okay or not okay to use tracks? Well, if it if it's the main portion of what you went to see, I have a problem with it. If okay. it's just to supplement the the music, because obviously bands who have done some very big production on some of their records and maybe mm -hmm. that that song whatever that song may be became a hit sometimes it's very difficult to recreate that live on stage sure so especially with something like with orchestration okay mm -hmm. so if the band is playing the the lion's share of the song but they needed some kind of orchestration in the background to kind of recreate the, the studio record. I have no problem with that, but if the singer can't sing anymore, and, and this is where journey ran into this problem with Steve mm -hmm. Jerry was having his vocal issues, which 
led to his exodus from the band, yeah. then, then it becomes a problem because now it's just like, this guy can't sing anymore. I don't think this is so much of a problem for the, the musicians in the band, be it the guitarist, drummer, whatever. But when it, especially the vocalist, if the vocalist can't carry it anymore or can't do it anymore, and then you've got backing vocals and stuff to try to cover up, then, then it becomes uh, kind of sketchy at that point. So what is better having a singer that blows playing a terrible set because they blow now or having a miming it with tracks? Well, the thing the fans is, still want to hear it. Well, true. And I agree. And if the fans still come out and support it and want to pay their money to see it, that's on them. If mm-hmm. the band, if the band can carry on and again, is journey, I'm going to use journey because it was very, um, made very public that Steve, uh, Jerry was really having some problems. Sure. And, and that's what left, you know, led to his, uh, being ousted from the band because he was having vocal issues and they continued to tour, which, which is why they brought in Jeff Scott Soto, you know, for that tour with Def Leppard, uh, to fill in to get them through the touring season. Mm-hmm. But, but, and, and again, I understand a lot of these musicians, they rely on their touring money to make their living. Sure. But when it, when it becomes apparently clear that the band, whether it's a vocalist or members of the band can't perform and they have to do, fake it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should cancel the shows and go, mm, can't do it. We're, we're right. just not, we're just not up to par. Well, here, I'm going to play you a little something, something from a show from last week. You tell me if this is more acceptable than lip syncing. Okay. Here we go. Would this be, would, would you be accepting of lip syncing of this? No, I, I think, no, that, well, listen to, listen to my thoughts here. 
Bon Jovi has learned to downplay the register because obviously he's not 25 anymore. You know, he's 50, what, 58, 59 now. And and we've made it very clear on this show because we played some uh, tracks before. Yeah. His his voice is shot. Sure. But but the thing is, is what Bon Jovi has done because there's such a, you know, there's such a juggernaut as far as a band is concerned. Mm-hmm. It's less about Bon Jovi singing in key or being able to reach the notes. It's more about the show. It's kind of like Kiss. You don't go there because you think Paul Stanley's going to hit the notes. It's about the big production it's kind of like going to see trans-siberian orchestra mm-hmm. granted everybody that plays in trans-siberian orchestra is is a phenomenal musician because sure. they assemble the best musicians and i you've been to tso show right i have it's huge it's a big production sure. so so you don't go man alex skolnick hit a sour note on his guitar tonight he should have had a backing track no you go Holy shit. Did you see the fire? Did you see the production? Did you see the performance? If you look at that stage early on, when you were playing that video, you had Mm -hmm. all these lighting rigs coming down and all the big production. And that's what people see. And they're not listening. Well, Bon Jovi was kind of sour on a note tonight. Oh, he doesn't hit that uh, high note anymore. They're just like, Oh, well, Bon Jovi, my 80s band, Slippery One Yet, Wet. Fuck yeah, man. But they go and they go, holy shit, look at that big stage and look at that production and the lights and the sound. It's just like Scorpions. Now, Klaus Mine mm-hmm. still can bring it, but right. boy, their production is over the top. So, so oh, yeah. it, it, it kind of, it's kind of a trade off, I guess. Okay. You don't, you don't get the raw, performance of the band anymore you get a big show you know right. you get the big screens and the lights and the lasers and the sound and the you know uh, perhaps some fire kind of like what kiss you know i know you've been to a kiss show many I times have, yeah but you know i've been halfway back in the arena and those big flames go off. You can actually feel that heat. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, and you're just like, "Holy shit! Did you see those big flames?" You don't go, "Man, right. Paul Stanley was really sour on on, on uh, you know uh, one of those tunes, whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're singing at the time." You don't think that. You just go, "Jesus, that was a big show." So, so for you, it's okay to sound bad if it's a big show. Yeah, because because that's not the focal point. The the focal point is the overall production. Okay. Now, if you're in a small club like the Whiskey, yeah, because that Whiskey only holds like 300 people, I think, mm-hmm. and you're really no matter where you are in that club, you're kind of up close and personal. Yeah. So yeah, that really stands out. If you're an arena of 20,000 people and you got fireworks going off and flames and lasers and you know, whatever, you're not going to notice as much. It, it gets covered is what I'm trying to say. Right. So here, I'll put you on the spot. So what does Don Dockin do? I know he's our boy, but he can't do this. He can't sing anymore. No, he can't. He doesn't No, And we know that. But the so, thing is, is the fans come out to see the, the come out to hear the hits and they don't really care. They don't care. 
they they sold out they sold out the arcada two weeks yeah. ago they were sold out now ma- mind you that that venue is not majorly huge i think it's like right. 3500 or something sure but still a lot but, of tickets. They, but they came out the 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 place was sold out but they came out to see george lynch and don on the sh- on the stage together singing and playing together Mm-hmm. And and it was just a remembrance of what it used to be, sure. you know, and that's all it is. So I'm trying to, I'm a lot of thoughts are going in my head. Is it better to do the Todd Latore thing or the Robert Mason thing or to do the Don Dockin thing where he can't perform as well, but it's still him. It's still him because he's the namesake, mm-hmm. but he's got very competent musicians playing with him. The biggest one, obviously, is John Levin. John, right. John is, he's a monster out there. Sure. He's a, he's a great performer, fantastic guitarist. He does all those licks. And it's less about, well, Don doesn't sing you know, dream warriors as, as good as it was or, or sure. whatever, but, but the guys still put on a pretty, you know, it's, it's a, it's an entertaining show. And the thing is, is it appeals to people in our age group and we're a little more snobbish when it comes to that because of what sure. we do, but, mm-hmm. but the average person out there. And, and again, I see them leaving the venue and they come out and they're just overwhelmed. Oh my God, I went to see you in 1986 in the under lock and key tour. And it was fantastic. And seeing you in a venue like this, cause you guys opened for Aerosmith or ACDC and it was in a big arena, but to see you in a club this size and being up at close, you know, and they just go on and on and on mm-hmm. Was at the same level of performance. No, but they're just fucking happy to be there. So sure. oh my God, you played my favorite song. You played when heaven comes down, you know, and seeing George and you up on stage, you know, just being together again. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's all they care about. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you and I are a little more critical when it comes to that kind of stuff, yeah. but the average guy that Udo represents in his video, mm-hmm. they, they think <laughs> that is the greatest shit in the world. They yeah. love it. They absolutely love it. Yeah. I, and I think that's where I, where it always loses me is I hear, I am that guy. I'm the guy that hears the one bad note in the kiss show. And I'm like, oh, this fucking show sucked. <laughs> I'm that what, guy. But we're the music snobs. Yeah. We're, I, we're a little more hardcore and a little more critical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'm, I'm the guy that I didn't just give Todd Latoria a pass. It was like, he better come in here and fucking deliver, you know, that just no, no two ways about it. The same with Robert Mason, the same with Arnell Panetta, you know, the same with all of them mm-hmm. is that if they ain't delivering, I'm not happy. If I because, fucking shell out some money, you want it at the same level of performance. You remember it in 1983. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't agree with Chris Jericho at all. If you can't, my, my thought is if you can't still perform at that level and maybe I don't agree with Don either, but you know, who am I to say, 
But if you can't perform at close to the peak level, then don't perform. Mm-hmm. I I always feel like that's ripping off the fans. I just do. The fans, the fans deserve what they're coming out to see. Well, and they're not just coming out to see some guy standing up there that used to stand up there 40 years ago. They're coming to hear the voice, the guitar, the, you know, they, they want to hear that, that sound. I agree. From the records. I agree. And, but the thing is, is that, uh, like I said, at the Arcata out in St. Charles, Illinois, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, place was sold out. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, is I, I watched a little bit of the video from that performance, uh, this mm-hmm. morning yeah. and, <laughs> boy george was just way overplaying way overplaying you know and and george is a you know george is one of my favorite guitar players of all time i mean i've developed a little bit of a rapport with him over the last couple of years and uh you know he he's he's a different you know he's kind of a different guy Mm -hmm. but within the last i'm gonna say within the last six maybe eight months he's kind of warmed up to me in a bit and he's actually been very, uh, social with me. Right. Cause, cause George is, uh, he's kind of a temperamental dude. You know, you, <laughs> just, you never know which George you're going to get that day. Right. But he, he has been very friendly toward me in the last, you know, the last few times I've been around him. Sure. And, and, uh, for me as a Dokken fan, Mm-hmm. Grow, growing up in the MTV era and watching the docking videos, it's still a thrill for me to see a George Lynch walk out on stage and do his wee, 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 you know, right. kind of you know, and he does it, he does it because he is George Lynch. He's the sure. guy, you know, mm-hmm. 70 year old George Lynch. He's still out there just, you know, doing his thing. You know, he's put yeah. a stamp on it is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. you know, the, the fans have come out because they want to see Don Dockin and George Lynch side by side, singing their favorite tunes, yeah. playing their favorite riffs, mm-hmm. you know, and getting along together. And it's just like, oh my God, this is 1986 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's, I, that's all they remember. They don't care if it's if it's note perfect or whatever, sure. it's just like, Oh, there's the two legends together, yeah. you know? And maybe, maybe, maybe we're so jaded because we know all these guys. So it's not like, I'll, I'll say this. It's going to come out wrong, but I don't know how else to say it. We're not fans anymore. No, we're, we're not. We're just not fans. We're not like, Oh shit. That's so, you know, I'm not like, I'll, I'll use a totally different example. And it's one, you know, totally different band. And it's one that really gets criticized, got criticized. They just ended their career, but UFO UFO got murdered forever after Shanker left. And I went and saw one of the shows with, um, yeah, you were at the, uh, that place in Tangier. Yeah. Yeah, Tangier. Mm -hmm. And, and that was with, who was the guitar player? Was that Morse or something? Yeah. I I think so. Whoever the guitar player was, I don't even remember who it was, but they kicked ass. They absolutely kicked ass. And it was a, it was a great show. And I didn't give two fucks that it wasn't Michael Schenker up there. That's, that's it was, because you're not an Uber fan. Yeah. Well, and that's it as, is, is to me, if the sound is good, 
Queensryche. I went and saw the Latori Queensryche. I did too. Seen them several times. Love it. I do too. It. Couldn't give a fuck that, that Jeff Tate is not up there. Couldn't give a it, shit it, that Chris no, DeGarmo is not up we there. We have a long, we have a 25 year, you know, relationship with Jeff Tate. He's yeah. been on the show, a, you know, a million times. Sure. And yeah. the fact that uh, Todd Latori is fronting of, you know, what's left of Queensryche at this point. Yeah. He's, Don't care. He's note perfect. Yeah, I don't care that it is Todd Latore and Casey Grillo and um, whoever else is left. You know, Mike Stone. You know, I don't care. I don't yeah. care as long as it sounds good. I'm good. When it's I saw Todd, when I saw Warren, it's Todd Latore's Queens, <laughs> which is fine. I'm. It's it's still good. Sure. It's it's better than a couple of the Jeff Tate Queens shows. It's better than the American Soldier show that I went to. It's better than the um, dedicated to chaos show that I went to. It's just better, you know, so I, I'm for it. And thank you, Jack was Vinnie Moore, not Steve Morse. I think Morse is in deep purple. Right. <clears throat> and that band's infinitely better without Blackmore in it, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, um, but um, if the band sounds good and I can hear the song sort of the way I want to, that's fine with me. It's when I go to a show and I see some old Jag off that should have retired 35 years ago. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? Taking my fucking money. Van Halen. I was like that with Van Halen drove all the way to fucking Wisconsin to see Van Halen. And what did I do? I walked out on it, even though we drove, how many miles is that? 500? Well, it was, it was more than, more than just Van Halen. I mean, you, no, you, but, you, you got a whole show, you got rat, you got docking, yeah. you got, you got, uh, I enjoyed Jackal. the day. I yeah, enjoyed the day, but I was disappointed with Van Halen. Disappointed. And I agree because I left, I, I left I after, I think I left after the fourth Van Halen song. I think I was out yeah. of there. Yeah, I, I waited around and when David Lee Ross started swinging his sword around and yeah, doing so, all this, you know, bullshit, I left the show. Yeah, that was same with me. I, it was me and Scotty and Stephanie and John. We were hanging out on the lawn watching the show and fucking David Lee Roth was so goddamn bad. I looked at Scotty. I was like, fuck, let's go wait for the, let's go wait in the car. Yeah, I, I left the show. I, I mean, the day was great. And I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I think. You know, aside from the Van Halen show, yeah, the, the hang was a good day. Great time, great because time. We ate with Rat. We yeah. hung with Don. We we drank some bad awful Jackal whiskey. whiskey. With Jackal whiskey, <laughs> you saw me take uh, Don's payout from some guy who didn't know who I was, but he just gave me his money. Dude, we <laughs> met Van Halen for fuck's yeah, sake, yeah, we, and we did. We we met uh, Eddie Van yeah. Halen. Met Eddie, met Wolfie. And it was just, you know, it, it was, it was a good, it was a good experience, but the Van Halen show fucking Ugh. sucked. It, it sucked. was awful. Yeah. And, and, and that to me, I would rather see our Michael Starr get up there and do Van Halen than well, I would David Lee Roth. And it's funny because you must be reading my mind. So van halen featuring david lee roth or um ralph sains fronting atomic punks 
I'd go see Atomic Punks. Dude, Roth is terrible. Roth, I, I mean, I went to that, to the, what was it called? The Greatest Fight on Earth or whatever that shit was. The oh, Sammy yeah, but, and Dave uh, tour. I was there at the Blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't take David Lee Roth to save my life. <laughs> and he closed the show. Oh, yeah. And he closed it all right. Fucking, I got out of there long before the traffic. Yeah. I was like, I'm out of this fucking show. I was at shit. that show. I saw yeah. it. It's terrible. Russ Parrish was good. He did a great Eddie Van Halen impression, but, but Dave sucked. And for me to, to see a band, especially now with the cost of the tickets. Yeah. Well, that, that's that, a big that, part that, of it. That is a big part of it. It's just like, I'm paying $180 to go see this. Yeah. And if you're paying like, like that Motley crew tour, it's what Motley poison, Def Leppard, Joan Jett. Is that right? Yeah, it's Motley, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison. Poison. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, how sad is it that the best the best band on the bill is Poison? Is as it? far as actually playing? Okay. Well, it sure ain't Def Leppard. They stink well, like Joe Elliott's terrible. I know, and and that'll lead into our next little thing before we end the hour. Yeah. Because they have a new song out, and I want oh, yeah. to. I want to analyze that a little bit. Yeah, but, we can get into that, but 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 regardless of that, mm-hmm. that that surprisingly to us or to me at least, because mm-hmm. when this whole thing was announced before COVID or when COVID hit or whatever the case may be, right? I thought this thing would tank. Yeah, and then and then when show after show after show was announcing that it was already sold out. Yeah. That shocked the shit out of me. Me too. Like, Holy fuck. And here's the whole thing. You know, obviously this is done through like live nation. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they banked that money for the last, of course. for the last two years, just the interest on that money alone, uh, has paid for that tour. And then some, yeah, of course. They made all that. <laughs> they well, made all well, the they interest. Just, they didn't refund any of that money. They just postponed the show. Yeah. And people who bought those tickets two years ago, uh, Live Nation has held on to your money for that long. Of course. All kinds of money off of that. Dude, serious question, and I'm I'm I know I'm being shocking here, but uh, but I'm I'm being sort of serious at the same time. Yes. How many people bought tickets to that? that show that are now dead what do you in think the last, in the last 24 months yeah 50 probably probably more i'm gonna guess more because how how big were the shows i mean as far as yeah. like individual ticket sales well i mean a stadium holds what 40 50 000. Well, well i mean but did they sell the whole stadium did they just yeah they sold the entire stadium. They sold the whole stadiums. Yeah, the whole all the seats other than probably behind them, but then they sold floor. Okay. They sold 50 if your stadium holds 50 60,000 people, that's what they sold. Okay. I so, I would say that uh let's see what what was it? Let's see here. I'm going to try. My number low. <laughs> way low. So you think uh, it's like 200? Oh, it's probably way more than that. Really? You think more than 200 people have died? Yeah. In 24 months since COVID? Yeah. Uh, half a million. Well, let me try to see here. I'm, 
I'm just going to cap it on 40,000. Okay. Okay. Here. Trying to do some quick math here. And then times. How many, Whoops, how, many, how, many, how many shows were there? I think like 30. I'm going to say that uh, we're probably looking at 3,000 people. 3,000 people died? I'm going to guess. Yeah. Wow. That may have bought tickets to the show in the last two years that may have died from COVID. Wow. That's you a know, lot. For the, whole, for the whole tour. So 3000 at $250 a piece. Yeah. What does that equal? Let's figure that out. Three three thousand three thousand times two hundred fifty dollars. Um, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars plus interest. <laughs> so three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah, of dead people money. Mm hmm. Look at that. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, you don't have to sit through that shitty show. Yeah, that's all subjective, but that's a guess. Yeah. It's 3,000 lucky individuals, if you ask me. Don't have to go to those shows. Because they just got lucky. They yeah, died they just from got, COVID. They believed our deadly lies, as we exactly. said. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, speaking of Def Leppard. Yep. They have a new song. They do. And I purposely did not listen to this. Okay. Well, I have the video. Do you want to watch I, the video? I know, I know you did. And, and I wanted you to bring it up. All right. Because, uh, well, let's see who, who sent this to me. Um, Mark Miller. Okay. I want to give credit where credit is due. Our, mm -hmm. our fan, Mark Miller says, is this new Def Leppard song shit or am I wrong? That was mm -hmm. his question. So, okay. I purposely, you know, he sent me the link, but you already have that. Yep. So I purposely did not listen to this because I wanted to get first impression. All right. Kind of like these YouTubers who go first reaction. Yeah. First reaction. Here we go. But, uh, I didn't listen because I kind of wanted to hear it the first time with everybody okay. else who hasn't heard it yet. But, uh, Def Leppard, when was the last time they put out any kind of a quote unquote, a decent song? Uh, I like the song tear it down, but that was on, what was the album with let's get rocked? I don't remember what that was called. Was oh, that, that adrenalize? Was, yeah. That was what? 93, 94. Yeah. I mean, is there anything good after that? I mean, I, I like some of their ballady stuff, but I don't even consider that Def Leppard. You know, it's that's, that's like the pop band Def Leppard, not the metal band Def Leppard. Last one I liked was tear it down. That's pretty good tune. Tear it down. The last Def Leppard album that I had any semblance of interest in at all mm -hmm. uh, was, holy shit, they've had a lot of garbage. Yeah, they've albums. done all that Sparkle Lounge and X, and you know, they've had a lot of bad albums. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at their stuff here. It's just like, holy shit. Yeah. 
I liked Slang. I know not many people did, but I like that record personally. Again, doesn't sound like Def Leppard. Sounds like some grunge band, but I liked it. Okay. Wow, they've they've had live records early years. Um, early years is good. Okay. Live they got a lot of live stuff. Oh yeah. Too many jitterbugs. I don't know what that is. B sites and rarities. Raw early BBC recordings. Holy shit, they're just like digging out whatever they can find. Either they are or Spotify is. Well, wh- whoever it is. Yeah. Uh slang, obviously, that was slang deluxe. Mirror ball. That was uh, bad. Songs from the Sparkle Lounge. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. X. <laughs> X. Bad. Uh boy. They have not been good in a while. Wow. Isn't that funny that we hang on to shit that hasn't happened in 30 years? I'm going to tell you why. Because those first couple of records were that good. They were that good. They were. I Dude, people will argue about Pyromania. I don't care what anybody says. Pyromania is a fucking great record. But Pyromania, High and Dry, and um, Hello America, whatever that thing's called, um, those are fucking killer. They are as good as anything that's ever been released. They're just great records and they're so good that you put up with them doing fucking covers of no matter what you are and shit like that. That's, that's the funniest goddamn thing. You put up with it. You do dude. Literally look what, what year did we say was the the last good one? 84 83 no, no, 90 you said you said you liked uh i like you know. slang well that was, was 90 or yeah 94 95 somewhere okay, around there so that's 25 years ago is that right 25 92 yeah, yeah 27 years ago 27 years ago almost 30 years ago you know why yeah. we're still hanging on because those first records were that fucking good <laughs> and Every single time it's like, well, I'll at least give this a try because right. there might be some magic ghost somewhere, somehow that made them re-listen to that record and record something like that. Somehow they pulled something cool yeah. off. We know they have it in them somewhere. They may not have tapped it in 30 fucking years, but somewhere deep in Joe Elliott's heart, that sound is still there. That ability is still there somewhere. Well, Euphoria came out in 1999. Are we calling that a good record? I'm not saying that, but that was the last time that they had any quote unquote real hits. What was the hit? Promises? Well, Promises was one and Paper Sun was the other one. Yeah, Paper Sun's a good song. I will yeah. I will say Paper Sun's a good song. It, Promises. It sounds, is, it sounds like Def Leppard. Yeah, um, Promises sounds like an outtake from Hysteria. Give me a little give me a little bit of Promises. <laughs> This is uh, this paper sun. Thank you. 
That's a good song. All right. And then now we got promises. Now this sounds just like something off of hysteria. So it's yeah. been 23 years since they've had anything worth a shit. Right. Am I wrong in thinking that song is nothing but a reworked Armageddon? It, it, it is. It's the same fucking song. Uh, so that album Euphoria was released in 1999. Yeah. So 22 years, 23 years. 23 years. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Quarter of a century almost. Yeah. But we keep, ha I keep hanging on. I, I And I'm one of them. I'm as guilty as anybody. You keep me hanging on. <laughs> oh, they should cover that song because they really do keep me. I'm I'm one of these fucking morons. Now, admittedly, I've not bought any Def Leppard since Slang. Slang's the last one I built. I bought. And, but, and, I, um, and I saw them at Blossom Music Center with Tesla opening minus Tommy Skio. Was that show any good? Yeah, it was okay. I, yeah. I was, eh. but I went. It was yeah. it was Def Leppard with Tesla opening. And Tommy Skeel had got booted out the band at that point. Right. Dude, that Def Leppard is one of the weirdest bands for me. Cause that was, believe it or not, as, as fucking narrow minded and rigid as my ex was, she liked Def Leppard. So went and saw <laughs> Def Leppard a couple of times. Is that right? It was as close to rock music as I could get with her. Wow. You know, everything else she'd want to go and see is like Billy Ray Cyrus or <laughs> shit like that. But all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, Def Leppard's coming to town. Let's go see that. All right. All right. We'll go. We saw him a few times, me and her, which is stunning. I mean, I think we went to five concerts total, and three of them were Def Leppard. How about that? Yeah, and she she was into Def Leppard, so yeah. she just wanted to get rocked. Yeah, by somebody else. 
Not by me. <laughs> All right. I have not listened or seen or heard or anything of this new song. Okay. Uh, so I don't have an opinion yet. So is it worth a shit? I don't know the answer. Well, I'll let you decide. Okay. <laughs> you're like I have heard it. <laughs> you like Fox news. We report you decide. That's right. I'm not going to report. I'm gonna let you decide. All right. All right. So here it is. This is kick. It's Def Leppard kick. That that's really the original song. That's kick. the name of the song kick. Who are they ripping off that, uh, in excess? Apparently. Apparently, you, you should tell your, your cousin-in-law to fucking get his lawsuit going. My cousin-in-law. Tell your cousin-in-law to fucking hire Sal, Sal services. Right. Get some lawsuit going. Right. All right. So here we go. It's Def Leppard kick. Okay. Here sometimes we go. you kick. Sometimes you get kicked. Well, this feels like getting kicked right in the ear hole <laughs> to me. All right. All right. Here we go. I think I liked it better when it was called shock by Tesla. <laughs> the only thing that detracts from this. And again, I, th this is too, I don't know. This doesn't sound, if I heard this song without knowing it was Def Leppard, mm -hmm. I would not know this was Def Leppard. It's homogenized garbage. Yeah, well, it is. And in from the video presence, these guys just look tired. They just look tired. I mean, I, I mean, look at, um, look at Rick Allen, the way that he's like tapping on this drum in the video yeah. or the video, but he just looks like, eh. why am I fucking here? <laughs> and the other guys, they just look like tired old men. They just yeah. like, oh, I could be home taking a nap at this point. Yeah. I should be swimming in my money instead. I'm here doing this dumb yeah. video for this bad song. Yeah. It's just, they look like tired old men just sort mm -hmm. of going through the act. You know, the video doesn't do them any justice. No, none at all. They just, they just look like they, they're, they're ready to go to sleep. They're, they're waiting for their afternoon tea and then they want to take <laughs> a nap. 
you know? Right. I just don't get it. It's just like, put some uh, pizzazz and some wow in it, you know? And they're just like, "Eh." well, they've, they've gone into old man mode. That's really what they have. They're all of their stuff really for the last 20 years has been old man mode. (laughs) Dude, play me the song slang. Play me a little bit because, and I'm not trying to say that it's great. I'm just saying, listen to the energy that they had there. Now, mainly it's 25 years ago, but you know, this is after it was kind of over. Okay. But they still had some juice. Like they're bringing it a little harder and it's a bad song too, but it's better than this. All right. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. The song slang. Yeah. The song slang. All right. Here we go. You know what this sounds like? What? Clerks. Remember, remember when uh, uh, Silent Bob brings the boombox and it's kind of dark outside and they're hanging out in front of the video oh, yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He sets the, the boombox down and and Jay starts going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what that song sounds yeah, like. It does kind of. All right, here we go. Now that's all I wanted. I mean, do you hear how much more energy they have there? It's upbeat. It's just like, hey, got a little energy here. And watching this video and watching watching even vivian campbell and yeah. and uh you know obviously joe elliott and and um uh, phil collin phil collin they're just like hold on i did not say that i liked that song pc in the chat room <laughs> i said that it was energetic where they're not energetic now yeah. That's all I said. I did not say that I like that song. I said I like the album slang, you were just which using I do. that as an example of there, yeah. there was a little more energy here. But watching this video, this yeah. doesn't do them any favors at all. Yeah. This it is this it, is a bunch of old men getting a free day from the home. <laughs> it really is. They just look tired and yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, it's like all right. I mean, I mean, uh, the, <laughs> their drummer, he's just sitting there going, eh, eh. <laughs> same motion, same motion that he does to fucking food, feed himself the pureed carrots or whatever that oh he can still God. eat. Yeah. It's tired. Yeah, just, just very tired. Well, if you did everything with one arm, you'd be tired too. Yeah, I know, but all of them look tired. They just look like, oh, I showed up for the video shoot and I was so, so tired. Yeah. <sighs> so you want more of this? I play a little bit more. All right, let's hear some more of this. Racing through my brain like a photo I like it. 
it that way I don't What is with Rick Savage in the in the librarian classes? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't have the cool blue blockers like you. No, he, he needs some of these. He's got the librarian glasses on. Yeah. There's nothing cool about that unless you're Buddy Holly or something. Yeah, this, this is, is not good. Dude, dude, you're Rick Savage. You, you, you kind of had cool hair and you kind of had like a cool stage presence. Now you got the, <laughs> you got the librarian glasses on and you got the hair slick back. Well, like, what are you doing? It's what his nurse dressed him up like as he left the home. Yeah. It's just like, you're, you just don't represent this rock band that people kind of know and love. You just kind of became like old men and pinstripe suits wearing librarian glasses <laughs> see but i guarantee you i guarantee you that the soccer mom crowd loves this really oh yeah Ugh. the soccer moms dude the soccer moms are still out there buying the fucking shitty bon jovi records <laughs> that's that is true this is better than that this is better than the bon jovi records without question Ugh. It's not good, but it's better than a Bon Jovi record. Yeah, I can in still get my groove on. I can get my groove on. Let's get out there and go to the Def Leppard show. <laughs> Def Leppard and Journey, two of the best bands ever, man. Right. Oh I'm going to get Bill to take me when he gets home from work. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, this song thumbs down. Yeah. I, it's, I, I just just it's terrible. Would you fucking guys rock? I mean, the answer how, no. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it just to go? You know, just just crank those guitars and just rock out, man. You just you're just so just so subdued. Well, and the thing is, is when they play their shows, they still play a lot of the mostly the old stuff. So in theory, they still know how to do it because they do do it when they play live they play a lot of the old i mean they play old music live they don't play anything new mm -hmm. you know they might play ones they might play this dumb song yeah but yeah this will be the one dumb song that's passed like 1985. <laughs> i went to see def leppard uh with um brian adams at their okay. little their stadium little stadium tour i think mm -hmm. this boy when was this 2000 and seven i think who was the headliner it, i i can't remember if they were trading headlining spots but it was def leppard and brian adams that's okay. all i remember and uh i watched the brian adams show it, it, it was actually my nephew and i okay and we went to they, they were playing at um minor league baseball stadiums okay and, and they played in south bend and he and i went out to the show we got hotel room you know, and the whole thing. Cause we went there to see the show mm -hmm. and I think we left halfway through Def Leppard because it was just so pathetic. Yeah. It was just terrible. And it was just like, you mm -hmm. want to just go. So we went to a bar and went to go had some cocktails. Yeah. 
you know, because we couldn't sit through the whole show. We were just like, uh, okay, I'm done with this. Dude, I, I saw him once with um it was with Jeff Scott Soto Journey. And yes, you know, I, I, was, I was at that show here in Tinley Park. Yeah. I saw it at, at Blossom and I fell asleep on the <laughs> I totally I, I I watched Journey and I was like I enjoyed Journey and then Def Leopard hit and my my ex was watching them and I just was like, fuck this, I'm taking a nap. Yeah. And I did. I took a nap right there on the fucking lawn. <laughs> they, they're not i i don't understand how how so so many people still love them live and I, they they're terrible live. yeah i i um i spent new year's eve 1999 slash 2000 with def leopard and um when the the clock struck 12 okay and when the turn of the century all right. uh, I was with uh, Phil Collins standing next to me though the, the whole time, you know, and we just sort of like, you know, cheered, cheered each other like, Hey, oh. happy new year to you, man. Yeah, pal. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was Doc and Def Leppard and, uh, enough's enough. So I spent new year's 2000, 1999, 2000 with Doc and Def Leppard and our good friendships. <laughs> nice that's how i sprang in the new year that's so fun. i'll never forget that but uh i met joe elliott and i met you know all the guys from def leppard and uh phil collin came out where i was watching uh i think i was watching Dawkin, and uh he came out and stood next to me and we kind of chit-chatted for a couple of minutes and you know and then the, the clock struck 12 yeah infamous the whole world is going to shut down the computers are going to shut down because they didn't know how to click over to 2000 <laughs> right you know and nothing happened nothing yeah not a, not a damn thing happened you know so the so i'll never forget that but uh they were very nice guys very kind very friendly nice to meet them and all but yeah eh, this is like this eh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've met them. I've met them before. They're, they seem like nice enough fellas. They are. I've interviewed Joe Elliott a few times. I've interviewed Phil Collin a few times. Mm -hmm. Nice guys, but man, musically, they are a dud. <laughs> and and you've talked to Vivian Campbell. I, I've talked to Vivian a few times, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I've interviewed. I'm trying to think. I've never met Rick Allen. I've met him, but I've never interviewed him. And I've never interviewed Rick Savage, but I think I've interviewed. Who's the other three? There's what, Joe it. Elliott, Phil that's Collins. It. That's it. Yeah, I've I've interviewed the other three. So who haven't I interviewed at this point? I've done fucking twenty thousand goddamn yeah, interviews. Steven, 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 Steven Clark. No, he was fucking in the ground before you got into the business, pal. Him and Taylor Hawkins are jamming up above. Yeah. No. No. Steve, Steven Clark. No Def Leppard, man. They got their rock wings on and they're just <laughs> rocking. The, they're rocking in heaven with Lemmy and Dime. Stop it. Badass Boone is up there introing them, bringing right. them to the stage. Yeah. Ugh, shut up. Their, they got their golden Gibsons. Who's that up front? It's Dio with his golden wings. And Lemmy's backing them up. That's right. Heaven isn't too far away, as right. the song goes. 
Exactly. Ugh, awful. Just stop it. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. That's it. Oh, there's there, there's no there's no band up on top of a cloud playing a fucking set. Stop it. They're yep. just dead. End. Oh, whatever. All right, I'll let you take us out of a segment with uh with a tune from some Def Leopard. So what would you like to hear? Let's play something good. All right. How about um um I miss you in a heartache? <laughs> no, let's not go there. Um, something good from Def Leopard. Um how about I, Rock Brigade? Hysteria. What do what do you want to hear? Rock Brigade from the first one. From on, on through, through the night. On through the night. Yeah, go with the Rock Brigade. All right. Let me see here. Where are we at here? Keeping you away. Get away. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Pull that up real quick. Def Leppard Rock Brigade. Yep. The Rock Brigade. You gotta have that one. I do. I have it. I just gotta pull it up. Mm. Rock Brigade. There we are. All right. I got it. All right. All right. Well, we'll play a few tunes. We'll come back, wrap up the show. So here it is. It's Def Leppard when they were good. They were young. They were vibrant. And they were ready to rock your world, man. Yeah, man. It's Rock Brigade exclusively here. On your classic. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job! <laughs>